0: I've been thinking about this lately, this is what I suppose Welcome to the Teaching Ministry of Calvary Chapel, South London You can visit us at calvarychapelsouthlondon.org London.org. I realise So I'm on my knees for understanding The more the world I see, the more I see Leave her off in but I'm no diamond ring I'd a lot to learn, so I'm it's good to see you. And um, as you know, we are going through a series in the foundational principles of our faith. And today, uh, we will be looking at some of the basic elements of the next principle of our foundation series, which is faith towards God. Excuse me. Now, the topic of faith is very interesting. Um, Faith in so many ways just seems like it's something simple to explain, but Once you start investigating into the area of faith um, and its relationship to the scriptures as a whole, we find that, you know, it just opens up and expands into so many different areas, so many different strands. And so, for the purpose of our study today, um, my attempt (laughs) is to break down um, our study in faith towards God in, in eight points. And if you're taking notes, which I hope you are, um, the eight points are, um, without faith, it is impossible to please God. The second point is, the just shall live by faith. The third point is, what is biblical faith? The fourth point is faith has substance. The fifth point is unseen to seen. And everybody's crying out at me because I'm going too fast. Who wants a rewind? If you want to rewind, you've got to say hallelujah praise, the Lord. hallelujah, praise the Lord. Okay, rewind time. The first point, without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you have that one, say amen. Amen. The second point, the just shall live by faith. Third point, oh, I tell you what, we'll get to them because I'm going to announce them again. You'll, You'll get there. See, it's modern technology which Pastor Ephraim was talking about. See, those with pen and paper have got them already, haven't you? Say Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and those are their phones or their computers or anything, are still sort of like messing about with a keypad voice recognition. voice recognition, there we go okay um, see I've lost my train now um, faith has substance um, unseen to seen faith and hope faith comes by hearing and faith must be expressed we'll get to them again so um, Let's begin by reading our foundational text, which is Hebrews chapter 6 um, and verse 1. And before we do that, um, could we just have the monitors off, please? Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again, the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. So, as we saw last week, we repent from dead works, we change the way we think, and we turn towards faith towards God as we repent from dead works we're basically admitting just like David did in the psalm psalm 51 verse 4 where he says against you and you alone have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge so when we you know when we sin, and we're all born into sin, ultimately it is sinning against God. But once we've come to that recognition and we've accepted faith in Christ Jesus, what we need to do now is move from repentance and go in a completely different opposite, and the opposite direction, which is faith towards God. We turn 100 degrees from our sin and we begin to walk in this new direction. And this means that We begin to live by a new set of principles and convictions. We begin to see Christ in his fullness. Before this, as I've mentioned before, you know, maybe we used to live a life where we used to lie, steal, cheat, and maybe we used to live like the devil. But then Christ enters into our world. And we no longer do these things. And in obedience to the Lord, we act in faith towards him. And the first point is, you know, faith It is impossible. um, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Impossible. And this is my first point. Hebrews... Um, Chapter 11 just turn a few pages and verse 6 says but without faith it is impossible to please him for he or she who comes to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. An amazing verse. Because it makes it so plain that it is faith and faith alone that pleases God. Without faith, impossible. And as we look at this verse, it seems like the author shifts gears. And he shifts gears with two movements to encourage the person who desires to come to God in faith... To achieve that. And the first movement is believing that God is. And as we consider this, we would we recognise that most people who give their lives to the Lord they don't have a problem with believing God is. Yeah, I believe in God. I believe that God in his goodness is a rewarder of gifts. But then we get to that second movement, because active faith doesn't just believe that God is, doesn't just believe that God is a rewarder, but believes that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That puts things into a different league that puts our Christian walk onto a different level. It is no longer a casual relationship with the Lord. Yeah, Jesus is my savior, but is he your Lord? Because if he is your Lord, you would diligently seek him. The word diligence implies being meticulous, In seeking after God. Being thorough in seeking after God. Being attentive in seeking after God. And being careful in seeking after God. And how many of us with hand on heart can say that we live in this world? Where we are meticulous about how we seek after God that we are truly thorough and attentive to seeking after the one we we call Lord and Saviour. The one who, you know, has our eternal destiny within his hands. How many of us live in that world? And the author of the book of Hebrews is encouraging. He's urging the believers... To walk in that light. Because. He's saying that without demonstrating this thing. Without. Believing this. Are we really walking in faith. Towards God. Are we really making that. F- movement from the old life. Towards the new life in Christ Jesus. Because. Because. If we are not, it's impossible to even please God. Therefore, the encouragement again is to meticulously, thoroughly, attentively, and carefully seek after God and his word. And we do this as we walk in the light of what he reveals to us. Many of us, you know, in our Personal time with the Lord, you know, we we find that the Lord reveals things to us. He reveals truths to us. And we don't walk in it. We leave it for another day. We get around to it. I think Ray Comfort's got one of those tracks where it's get around to it. And this ought not to be so with the believer with the disciple of Christ and so in coming to God you know it's impossible to please God without faith and as we're walking towards God we must have that diligence about our walk we must have that soberness and that seriousness about our walk because truly I mean Life isn't a game. It isn't a game. And the Lord wants us to be all that we can be in him. And so, the first point, without faith is it impossible to please God. The next point I'd like us to consider um, in our thoughts of and our considerations in faith towards God is that On four occasions within the scriptures, it says, the just shall live by faith. Now, that small statement there has changed the course of history, not just once, but twice. The first time, it totally revolutionized the Roman Empire. And then the second time, if you know a little bit about church history, we have Martin Luther who um, hammered his 95 points. Or where, which, which, where, whereabouts was it? Wittenberg, somewhere in Germany anyway, somewhere like that. And the whole course of history has changed by this small statement, the just shall live by faith the just, those who have genuinely repented of their sins and are in right standing with God, the just. Those who are committed as disciples to follow Jesus as both Savior and Lord, these are the ones that shall live by faith. Not by rules and regulations, not by a set of do's and don'ts, but by faith and in their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture says in Galatians 2.16 that knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. So we're beginning to build this picture that faith is a key ingredient in everything we do within our Christian walk. From the beginning to the middle to the end. By faith, we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. By faith, we continue with him and go through the process of sanctification. And by faith, if the Lord doesn't return, we believe that when we die, we breathe our last breath, we're going to be with him in eternity. By faith. How many people here have seen God? You believe it by faith. And... That verse, that small verse which has changed history, you know, breaking it down, it says, The just shall live. All those who are in Adam eventually die. But all those who are in Christ Jesus live. The just shall live. What, is that in eternity then? No. No. Jesus said in John chapter 10, he says that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. That, that's life now. But you can only experience that life if you apply faith. And when I say life, I don't mean, you know, everything's going to be perfect and rosy and you're going to, you know, start having that mansion on the hill there and, you know, you're going to be driving a nice car. No, you may indeed suffer difficulty. You may be going through experiences where you're, you're suffering pain and illness. But within that, you're able to have faith and believe in God and trust God. And know that God is with you because he says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. It all becomes our attitude within the situation. And so the just, the just shall live. And the just shall live by faith. Now the third point I would like to make is to distinguish biblical faith from other forms of faith. And I say other forms of faith because biblical faith is always based upon God's Word. It's all, always based upon the promises found in God's Word. What God has said. And this is opposed to faith being used in a worldly sense in which we can have faith to, to describe all types of things. You know, we can have faith in our own abilities. And as we say, look how good I am. Look what I can do. You know, it's all for self. It's us taking the credit for what we think we're doing. And that's not biblical faith. We can have faith in our car to get us from A to B. Having faith in Betsy. Anybody call their car Betsy? (laughs) My dad calls his car Betsy. (laughs) We can have faith in our job. You know, that's the focus of our world. We have faith in our job. You know, I've got faith in my job and it's going to help me pay my bills. You know, faith in so many different things. And there is also the idea of faith being twisted in this unbiblical sense by having faith in faith or faith in positive confession. And these are not biblical. What that actually is suggesting is that, you know, faith is being seen as a force, a force that an individual can control. Well, if I build up my faith, I can speak that thing into being. But if I've got little faith, oh, maybe I can't speak that thing into being. That's not biblical. That's not faith based upon God's word. Faith isn't based upon us. It's based on God and what he chooses to do. So genuine faith has to be directed to and focused on God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's based on and focused on what God has said in his word. God's not going to do anything which is outside of his word. And so we have to, as believers, recognize genuine faith. We have to know when we're putting our trust on ourselves, on our jobs, on our partners, on our cars, and not in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if we are doing these things, then we have got a twisted concept of faith. Okay, the fourth point. And all these points really, I hope, are just platforms for you to take them home and do your own investigation. Check them out to see if they are, these things are so. The fourth point is, faith has substance. And this is an interesting point because the word faith is actually described by the Bible itself. It's one of the few words which is. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. You should still be in Hebrews somewhere along the line. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, that kind of sounds cryptic. But here, you know, the author is just communicating so many wonderful truths about God. In this verse, faith and hope are connected together to describe how the whole process works. The Greek word for substance is hupostasis. Who said that? Hupostasis. They meant that. I've been corrected. Hupostasis. And this word describes, you've got to stick with me here, the quality that something possesses of existing independently, timelessly, or by virtue of its own essence. Do you want me to say that again? This describes the quality that something possesses of existing independently, timelessly, or by virtue of its own essence. And it doesn't finish there. In addition to this, this quality also becomes the foundation for another thing to stand on. Can you get the picture? So in the light of this, trying to break it down, faith towards God becomes the bedrock the material being scientific now, the matter on which our life, our relationship and our walk with the Lord is built upon. faith in God. Faith towards God is the substance. So much so that faith kind of like can become a bit spooky. Now, I say spooky because the, the verse says that it's able to draw from the unseen an invisible realm and establish those things that are hoped for into the reality of time, space, and our sensory world. I've lost half of you. Do you want me to repeat that? Faith basically takes things which are unseen, not in the material world, and then brings them and establishes them into the material world where we are all physical beings. We can touch, taste, feel, hold, everything. Faith draws it from eternity, as it, if, it, if you can handle it, and brings them into time. Time. It's deep. You need to check it out. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Not seen. It brings things that are unseen into reality. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. By faith, hopefully this will try to um, clear things up, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen are not made of things which are visible. Okay, Genesis chapter 1. God said, let there be light. God just threw the world creation into existence. Where did he take it from? Nothing. The Bible has two words where it speaks about creation. It has bara, which is making something out of nothing. Bara. B-A-R-A. Bara. God is able to do that. He takes something out. He makes something out of nothing. But then we have Another word used in the scriptures, which is Asa. Asa. And that means to create something from materials which you already have. So Adam was made from the dust of the earth. God created the dust of the earth from nothing, and then he takes the dust of the earth and he creates man. So, faith, going back, is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Somewhere in in eternity past, God had the earth, the solar systems, everything. He had you, me, everyone in his mind. And he takes it out of and puts it into something. And what did God use in doing this? He used his word, but it's By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. By faith. I don't know how it works. That's what the text says. Now, I know I've lost a lot of you, but this is an amazing statement because in terms of modern science, if you can stick with me, Modern science within the last century has just basically caught up with what the Bible declared 2,000 years ago. Because modern science agrees that energy and matter, which consist of atoms and protons and neurons, I know all the guys are going, Yeah, I love it. All the girls are going, What are you talking about? Atoms and protons and electrons. Oh, sexist. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I got you. Just wanted to see if he was awake, that's all. Just wanted to see if he was awake. That's my disclaimer. <laughs> edit edit that Shabazz. <laughs> Energy and matter, it consists of atoms and protons, electrons, neurons, things which can't be seen with the naked eye. But it's all these things which make up what we see. It's amazing. And when we bring it back down to point A, the creator of all these things is God. God spoke these things into being by his word. Hebrews chapter 1 of verse 3 says that he upholds all things by the word of his power. I love that verse. Modern scientists say that they don't know what holds everything together. It's like cosmic glue. Cosmic glue. No, it's the word of God. He upholds all things by the word of his power. He spoke things into existence. He said, you know what? There's going to be a 24-hour cycle. And since he spoke it, it still continues today. So faith towards God in our world says... Even though I cannot see it, even though it's not materialized in my world, even though it's hard for me to hold on to it, I'm going to believe it because God says so. You could be waiting for some form of breakthrough within your life and you're thinking, Oh Lord, how long? How long am I going to have to endure this thing? And you may feel like I've got, you've got to the end of your tether, but God says, you know what, hold on in there. You may not see it, but you know what, I'll bring it into being. And as Christians, we need to walk in this world. I'm using that word generically, that word generically. Because the, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, it says that we as God's children should walk by faith and not by We're not to be too troubled about this material business we see around us. What does God say about the situation? That should be our concern. We walk by faith and not by our our physical senses or our emotions. Because... As we already know, our senses, you know, they deal with objects and materials that are temporary and changeable. But biblical faith specifically deals with things that are invisible, eternal, and unchanging. And so... In our lives, you know, when we find ourselves, maybe we've come into a difficult situation. Maybe the road, the road is getting tough. Maybe you want to throw in the towel. And you know what? It seems so easy to, to f- put your focus on those things which you can physically see and physically touch. Those things you may be able to physically taste. It's easy. But this is where we have to exercise faith. Faith towards God. This is where we have to apply discipline and perseverance within our walk. So that we are not sidetracked by natural desires. You see how this whole faith thing, it, it's, it's, it, it's just... Switching from one realm to the next. It's the unseen to the seen. It's it's not so much with the physical object things, but it's the spiritual things which we need to hope on. You see how it, it interchanges? You know we don't just live on this one dimension here. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. What, whether you feel like it? No. It doesn't matter whether I feel like it or not. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. I love it. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And what a wonderful thing it is to have peace with God. To know you're not an enemy with God. That he's not holding everything you've ever done against him to your account. And says, yeah, you just wait. I'm going to judge you on that. Peace with God through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. So you know what? You may not have perseverance right now. You may not have good Christian character. But as you start applying this faith, you're taking something which is unseen and you're making it seen and a reality in your life. If you persevere. And in verse 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. God has given us everything which pertains to to life and godliness. Everything. So, technically, we shouldn't be living life in defeat, we should be living in victory. In triumph. And so, faith. Walking by faith and not by sight. Now, in Romans 5, um, I mentioned how faith and hope work together. And this is my next point, because the connection that faith has to hope in the scriptures is that, and I've mentioned it before, is that faith is in the present. And hope occupies a position in the future. And so we say often, well, I hope so. We hope for this and we hope for that. It's something which isn't necessarily in our present reality, but it's something somewhere along the line we're hoping for. And Romans 4 and verse 17 connects these two thoughts together, which says, As it is written, speaking of Father Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believed, that is God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who, contrary to hope, in hope believed. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken by God. So so shall your descendants be. And, again, Abraham not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead since he, since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that he had That what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Check out Abraham. Check out his attitude. Contrary to hope, in hope believed. And he did this because God had said it. It didn't matter to Abraham that he was old, that Sarah was old. It didn't matter to Abraham that, you know, Lord, you said this a long time ago, and boy, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, you know. It didn't matter to him. He applied faith towards God. He held on to his hope. And this is written all for our admonition. All so that we can look at the example of Abraham here and use it in our own lives. Use it in our own situations. When things look contrary to hope, in hope we believe. If God has said it. So hope is an attitude of expectancy concerning things that are yet to be. And hope is seen as being anchored within the mind. It helps our thought life. It helps us to keep focused. Whereas faith is something we believe in our innermost being. The Bible generally calls it in our heart. But it's the center of our being. We know. We've got that knower spirit. I know that I know that I know. God has said it, so I'm going to do it. And so faith and hope work in connection in this way. The seventh point I would like us to consider um, and it's a very simple point. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says, So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Wonderful. Faith towards God is able to be received, be received by hearing. Jesus would often say that he who has an ear let him hear faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and in romans chapter 10 it's specifically talking about you know the message of the gospel it speaks about how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace who bring glad tidings of good things how did we believe in the message of the gospel? Somewhere along the line, someone shared the gospel with us. We heard it. And I don't know, I don't know whether you you know whether you're falling on the fence of the, the Arminius or the Calvinist. However it all works out, you responded to the message of the gospel. You heard God's word. And I like this because it isn't just the response when we first hear the message. It's like being in environments like this. Faith comes by hearing. We gather together, we listen to God's word, and we're encouraged. We're built up. Our faith is built up. We're encouraged. It comes by hearing. It comes by sitting under God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, which leads us on to my final point, which is in so many ways you know they 've all been interlinked, and this is still interlinked with everything I've mentioned before, is that faith towards God must be expressed now. The obvious portion of scripture to mention here would be James chapter 2. Faith without works is dead. And we're not going to go into James chapter 2 today, but I would encourage us all to to look into James chapter 2. And see that, you know, our faith in Christ Jesus you know, must be accompanied by corresponding actions. It must be. You know, we have that saying which is, talk is cheap. We could all talk a good game, say that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and our actions, our life is contrary to that. You would never believe it. Sunday Christians. 11 to 1.30 Christians. That's not the, what the Lord desires. The Lord desires that those who profess faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the creator of all things, should have corresponding actions to what they say they believe in. there should be some visible outcome of faith. You know, Jesus says we shall be known by our fruit so we can profess Jesus and have no fruit. And so the encouragement is that we all live our lives in faith towards God and and demonstrate that. Demonstrate what, what we believe by serving each other. By giving ourselves to searching the scriptures. Seeking the Lord in prayer. Fellowshiping with one another. And... It's just so important. And it's something which we here at Calvary Chapel South London, we desire that you know, we will be a community of believers who, who, who touch each other's lives, who encourage each other, who provokes one another unto righteousness, who would be our brothers and our sisters' keepers, That is our desire. And so, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, faith towards God, must be expressed. And so, um, in closing... If there are any of you here today who have struggled in this aspect of your Christian walk, then Pastor Ephraim and myself, we're here available to you. We haven't got a magic touch, but we're happy to come alongside and pray with you. To encourage you. To begin walking in faith towards God. To start living with those corresponding actions. To believe in that whatever you are going through, the Lord is with you. And that to to keep hold of hope. All of these things. And so, as the worship team, if they're ready to come back. We'll just close this section in prayer. And I trust that you will just respond if God is drawing upon your hearts. If there's anyone here today who does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then please make yourself known. We would love to pray with you. We would love to share the message of the gospel with you and see you come into saving faith. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you do not change. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, you desire that your children put their trust in you, Lord, and live their lives in faith towards you. Lord, help us in that endeavor. If we are weak, Lord Jesus, help us, Lord. Even if we have faith as a mustard seed, Lord Jesus, help us to recognize that in our eyes, that may be small, but in your eyes, Lord Jesus, You've got lots to work with. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be more like you. Help us, Lord Jesus, to to have that sense of individual responsibility, Lord. And outworking within our lives, Lord, which you have already worked in. Help us to work out our salvation with fear and with trembling, Lord Jesus. Our desire Lord is to worship you in spirit and in truth Lord and to live before you by faith we give you thanks for this time again Lord Jesus. continue to have your way in our hearts and minds I pray in Jesus name amen I' I'm listening I'll be where I'm in. But I'm-